Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Back in, big at night, 7 p.m. rolling along. Thanks to all of you uh, who have helped me out. I just, I don't want to be Larry David when I show up to this. I mean, I am sometimes. Just uh, with more hair. Yeah, I want to show up with, with something in my hand. I'm that guy. Whether it's just booze. Dusty, I think you should just take booze to the Super Bowl party. If you feel like you have to take something else, go with beer, cheese dip, and Bavarian. That's too much work. So you're complaining about having to bring something, but you don't want to bring. I feel like that's not a lot of work. Bavarian pretzels and cheese dip. Have you ever made pretzels or cheese dip? I'm not Cody no, Tap. No one's asking you to hand. I don't sing parodies and bake. No one's asking you to hand make pretzels. Craziness. Well, you, to, you just go get the soft pretzel yeah, ones and heat them up? Yeah, they have the frozen ones, too. You can do that. And then just take fake cheese? Yeah. God. Dump it yeah, why not? You talk about horny to start the show. That'd get Jay Binkley all sorts of riled yeah. up. <laughs> Pretzels and cheese dip, jalapenos and onions. Someone who knows about all that is uh, my guy and dear friend, Joshua Vern. You're Mr. Vern. How are you on a Friday evening, uh, 7 p.m.-ish? And then you eat it with a fork like an animal. Oh, I mean, like a just a like if you've seen Planet Earth and they show the lions eating the zebras, that is yep. chili pie platter with Binkley and a fork. I remember the days of mocking Binkley for having nacho cheese in his goatee, and now I'm the uh, same guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, at basically the age that Binkley was when he was covered in nacho cheese, I'm the same guy covered in. Whatever I just ate, so right now it's currently covered in teriyaki sauce. Mm, sticky and sweet. <laughs> Wasn't that your nickname in high school? College. Oh, okay, sorry. High school was sweet and sour. Uh, oh, sure. Well, you were still finding yourself. <laughs> That's right. Um, man, I can't wait to get back to those days. Are we we're going to get back to those days where we get to go watch two yeah. teams play in a press box? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. we'll be back in the clubhouses this year. I, I, I think, you know, uh, yeah, I think we're we're back to normal outside of the fact that there's no such thing as Major League Baseball. Why, like, in your mind, I guess you've probably been asked this a hundred times, but again, I don't. I'm, the way I'm looking at it is, thank goodness we're not going to have a full spring training because 
for years were always like short spring training and now spring training is short and everyone's like, bring me my spring training. Um, but I think with this case in this scenario, there's definitely going to be baseball. I think it's going to start on time. I just think that it's going to be kind of, uh, I don't know, preempt uh, to get to the season. It's going to be like, and then we're going to have the narrative of, well, if they had a full season of training, like these guys aren't training, like we're going to start on time. Correct. Well, I, I can't say 100%. I, I think so. Um, obviously, time's running short. I would say they have three weeks, four weeks, four weeks to, to start spring training, and it's going to be an accelerated spring training if you want to make opening day there at the end of March. Uh, the only way I see this thing being pushed into the season is if the players' union is stronger than I think it is. Uh, because that's really what needs to happen if the players are going to get what, yes, they deserve, uh, but unfortunately the owners have won the previous CBAs, so it really doesn't matter what the players deserve. Uh, the billionaires have already won in court, and those documents that say what uh, legally uh, shall happen and who's going to be paid this amount, uh, that stuff is... Uh, not likely to change all that much in the favor of players. Now, are they willing to uh, sacrifice? Um, are they willing to sacrifice is the wrong word. Are they willing to capitulate and, and say, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take whatever you'll give us. Because if we're being honest, the, the players are asking for everything, understandably so. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the reason why they have to ask for so much is because they've lost so much over the past 20 years and it's really going to be up to the billionaires and in, in how much they want to give these players because keep in mind uh, the the average team this year used uh, about 50 players a decade ago the average team used 43 players so an, an additional uh, seven players per team that's an additional uh, 210 players and yet even with more players than ever Salaries are going down, which just shows you that front offices uh, value players less today than they ever have. Um, and players obviously don't like that, unfortunately. Uh, it doesn't, you know, blank your feelings. For those of you wondering, capitulate is a verb. Uh, cease to resist or to an opponent or to unwelcome demand slash surrender. So those of you that exactly. are like me. Vern still can whisper soft somethings into your ear. Vern, one thing that it brings up to me with a shortened spring training is, is where this Royals roster was. Um, and I'm not, you know, sky's falling type of thing with this team. But I think that the best thing that this team could have gotten together was what they really wanted to focus on moving to this season. Because I felt like, you know, listening to you and, and, and doing games with you in the last couple of years, 2022 was like, I mean, that's, that's like the turn. That was like where it was supposed to start clicking. I'm not saying they were supposed to be a playoff team, but when people do ask me and they say, where do you see the Royals playing uh, at a skill set of, comp of competition this year? And I say, I think they ought to be fighting for that, that wild card spot at the end of the year. I truly do believe that. But I thought that the beginning of this year was the biggest test of, you know, where these guys were, because that's, that's what, the arms and and the young explosive talent that is, somewhat being promised that we've seen from the Bobby Witts and all those guys that could come up and make their, their, their way into this season. And then what, what kind of fell short last year with like the Hunter Dozier's, the Mondesi's and the, 
you know, the, the surprise stories as well and how that blends together to get to that point. You kind of need a little bit of, uh, you know, some gelling to happen before you start kicking the tires and going forward. Well, we, 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 I, I had a chance to talk with uh, the general manager on, on last night's show. Saw that. And the improvement is, and I, th- this was obvious, but it, it's nice um, to be reinforced when he says it. And it's not as if this is a new thought in Kansas City. This is normally how business is done uh, within this organization. But if this team's going to be better than the 74-win ball club last year, uh, it's going to be because of guys that were a part of the 74-win ball club last season. And uh, from there, it's really a choose-your-own-adventure book. Uh, What kind of Royals fan are you? What kind of baseball fan are you? that's up to you. However you want to read this uh, spring training preview for the 2022 Kansas City Royals is, is in your hand because I could easily paint you a picture in which this team finishes above 500 and competes for that wild card spot. But I could also uh, paint you a picture in which they fall to dead last in the American League Central. It's, I think even the most casual Royals fan understands the talent that resides inside of Mondesi and, and Dozier and Salvi and Santana and Benny and, and the guys that were a key cog to the 2021 team. Uh, they've all heard about the excitement in the bats of MJ Melendez, the all-around talent of Bobby Witt Jr. and the all-around talent of Nick Prado. You know that the talent is inside of these young arms, but look, you There are a lot of talented baseball players and organizations all across the country. Some of it is luck. Some of it is determination. Some of it is coaching and how you progress these young players. Uh, The the pendulum swing for this ball club uh, is, in my opinion, as high as second place, uh, threatening for the division title, all the way to the bottom of the American League Central. And whether or not spring training starts on time, I, I do believe that the Uh, veteran leadership, the environment foundation already built by Dayton Moore, uh, J.J. Piccolo, and added to by Mike Matheny. Uh, I I don't believe that the the Royals uh, will suffer from a truncated spring training the way that many other teams in Major League Baseball will. Uh, Looking around this division, okay, uh, maybe, you know, the White Sox, I I don't think will struggle with a uh, a delayed spring training. Um, yeah, I don't think Detroit, uh, possibly Detroit. Uh, but look, uh, Chicago, Kansas City, those two, I think, have the 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 uh, fewest amount of player turnover happening inside of that clubhouse. So whenever spring training starts, I think this team will be able to hit the ground running. Now the question is, can they execute and ultimately win? Speaking of execute and winning, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you after you get done with this interview to stick to your radio for 610 Sports Radio because I have a I have a take that I, I've been waiting to get off my chest. I had to you know get through this chief stuff. I had to get through football, and now I'm now I'm on the on the platform that makes me really comfortable, and that's baseball. Where are we at with the one and the only Bobby Witt Jr. when it comes to this year? Where are you and I at? I mean, where are we at as in as in baseball follow us enthusiasts? Like, where do where do we have this kid coming at this year on this roster? I have him as your opening day third baseman, barring anything unforeseen. Now, uh, you know, 
let's not even dive into what falls under the umbrella of unforeseen. Uh, but the organization, I, I, I wouldn't expect them to hype Bobby Witt Jr. as much as they did in 2020. I, I would expect them to try and uh, downplay the expectations because, uh, A, he's not on the 40-man roster and you'd rather uh, put the smoke signals out there that the guys that you currently have on your 40-man roster were good enough. We might not even add Bobby Witt Jr. to the 40-man roster. We love fill-in-the-blank player. And then, you know, if you need to move on from that player prior to spring training, maybe you can get something for him. Who knows? Uh, but I would expect Bobby Witt Jr. to be added to the 40-man roster the morning of opening day, start at third base, and then have his number retired in 25 years. That's right. Can he be Patrick Mahomes-esque but baseball version? I can explain what I mean by that. Like, can he have where... Because it's impossible in baseball because baseball's baseball. Right, but I mean, like, to the point of, like, where you see grown men and little kids all in the same goo-goo-ga-ga and sure. awe when yes. this guy's on the field. If, if, if you agree that Salvi's like that, because in the Royals fans that I've been around... Uh, get like that around Salvador Perez. Now, maybe you're asking on a national scale, where if Bobby Witt Jr. is in Los Angeles or New York, are they still going goo-goo-gaga over him? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think he is. He's like Mike Trout, where I, I think his answers are always going to be perfect. He will enjoy his uh, privacy, maybe not as much as a Mike Trout does. Um He's also so very young, so who knows what he's going to be like when he's a 35-year-old. I mean, you could say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you this. For someone that was around Aaron Rodgers when he was a rookie in the NFL, I never thought he'd turn into uh, the guy he's been over the past two years, the, the drama. And I'm not even talking about the COVID stuff, just the endless drama. So, so who knows what money and fame will do to Bobby Witt Jr., but uh, knowing where he comes from, a la Patrick Mahomes growing up in those clubhouses, uh, I, I don't think he'll get sidetracked with anything um, uh, grand enough to uh, demand the kind of attention that a baseball player would need, uh, the, the kind of things that he would have to do off the field to, to grab that kind of attention. Uh, I'll put it this way. Uh, the way that Patrick Mahomes acts in commercials and, mm. and, and, and speaks in interviews uh, that's not enough to make you a star in baseball. I like that. Vern, Sunday, what are you doing? Uh, it's my last day in Kansas City, so uh, me and the old lady are going to sit down, and I think she's rooting for Joe Burrow, and I'll be uh, – I think I'm rooting for Matt no, – I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Aaron Donald more than I'm pulling for Matt Stafford, but I think I'm rooting for the Rams. Do I take a snack to my buddy's house, or do I just take booze? Take what you want to eat. That's okay. what I always do. Yeah. Because then, then you, you don't feel bad about just standing up at the you know countertop inhaling something because, you know, <laughs> screw off. I brought it. Then I have food in my beard. Um, right. Rams four and a half. We okay with that? All day. I think uh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for Matthew Stafford. I mean, that guy has a gigantic head, and he needs a ring to go with it. Yeah. Big uh, head. Big cranium on that guy. Yeah, he does. He does it. But, I mean, I, I, I do, too. Mine's, mine's deceiving. Um, I, I think his is deceiving as well. Like, I think it's just a more of a, 
like a pan face. Like mm. I, I don't know if he's you know seven and uh, seven eighths. I, mm-hmm. I think it's just a huge flat face. Yeah, very pancakeish. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vern, uh, love talking to you. We're gonna do this more often because now we're in our we're in our comfort zone, man. We're uh, we're leading into baseball and summer and and nice and stuff All like that. that. Stuff. So you know, I'm I'm sure, down with it. So Vern, uh, he, well. I gotta, I gotta let some uh, some lbs get down a little bit more of the from this winter, but we'll yeah, we'll, we'll be there. But hey, Vern, uh, good luck uh, for your travels, uh, safe times as you're uh, you're getting ready to start your season. A lot of people don't under uh, don't understand the the length of a baseball season for one Josh Verner. It's more than just one sixty two. It's it's about one ninety, but this season go. it could be eighty eight. But who knows? Uh, how about it? Much how love for you, Vern. Take care and have a good weekend. All right, buddy. You too. Appreciate it. When Vern's gone, uh, I got to come back. I got to do this. Uh, I got to get my boldest take I think I've ever given on this station. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens, Julio Sanchez with you on a Friday night. Friday night before um, the big game. I'm ready, man. I love the Super Bowl. I love the NFL season. Not as much as I love baseball. I will I will admit that. Uh, cold-hearted. I'm a, I'm a baseball guy at heart. Always have been. Um, played Stratomatic baseball as a kid. Um, consistently uh, as a young man. Loved it. Continue to love baseball my whole life. And we're getting ready to get there. I, I, after listening to Josh Vernier just now, you missed it. You can go back on the on the 610 Sports 435 Podcast Network. Go look Bink at night. Find today's date. Find it says Vern in that segment somewhere and listen uh, to the soothing sounds of one Joshua Vernier, as you can hear him every Thursday night on Vern's Hot Stove. It's back. It was back last night. J.J. Bacola, the Royals' new general manager that was announced uh, in this offseason. A lot of information, and Vern kind of hit us with some information on this last topic. Um, And the topic that I'm going to bring up right now, um, I truly believe Bobby Witt Jr. can be the next Mike Trout type of player and represent the Kansas City Royals. I've said it. I truly believe this. So hear me out. Before you see all of this hype that you saw last year, I sat here in this very seat probably around this time, probably a few weeks after because the Chiefs were doing their thing and Pete Sweeney and I were doing the Run It Back show and we were talking Super Bowl numbers and all that type of stuff. But immediately after, when we had to turn the page to baseball, my take last year was Bobby Witt Jr. will make this MLB roster on opening day. And he should have made that. He should have made the roster. That was my that was my Bobby Witt Jr. take last year. Didn't play one inning, didn't play one out, didn't have one at bat in Major League Baseball last year. In the show. And my take this year is that he can be Mike Trout. Hopefully healthier. And I get it. I've shared this this topic in conversations with friends. I've shared this topic with with colleagues. And I get the eye roll. And I get the the consistent, 
Okay, well, Mike Trout's either won MVP or been runner-up in almost every damn year he's been in the league. Okay. And the reason why I believe this to be true with Bobby Witt Jr. is because there's a lot of boxes that have been checked off in my mind that can lead to that greatness, that level of Mike Trout. And you can maybe sit back in your car and think, oh, my God. Like, let's let him be Juan Soto first. Let's let him be Fernando Tatis Jr. first. Let's let him be these other guys before we start crowning them the best baseball players since Ted Williams. I'm not here for that. Scouts love Bobby Witt Jr. Not just bias Royal Scouts or bias local sports talk radio hosts like myself when it comes to Bobby Witt Jr. I saw a lot last year without seeing a lot, if that makes any type of sense. It started in January when he posted a video of his exit velo. That's not what that age group is supposed to be exiting the baseball on in which he did that. 113, 20 years old. Fast forward the clocks a little bit. And what did we see when it came to the home run in spring training that made my neck and my pants go loose? 485, hit the top of a palm tree. And I'll sit back and I'll listen to you guys say, come on, it's in Arizona. Okay. It's still 485 feet. So that's what, 470 here in Kaufman? You know what 470 looks like in Kaufman? Close to I-70 is what that looks like in Kaufman. The package is there. No, I'm not getting nasty and talking about that one. I'm talking about the player profile package. The speed, the defense, the offense, the average, the eye, the tests, It's all there. And the number one point that brings up the most is when Josh Vernier compared the Mahomes and Bobby Witt Jr. come up. He's been in locker rooms. He knows the show. It's been recent. He's still young enough. It's not like it was 30 years ago he was walking through a locker room. It was six, seven. That's not bizarre and weird to him like it might have been to Alex Gordon, or to Adalberto Mondesi, because that's what I always get reverb on, is, well, Gordon, Hosmer, Moose, Mondesi, they were all like this. No, they weren't. The bat speed, the raw power, the age, and the wisdom, the demeanor, and the poise That's the package as well. That's Bobby Witt Jr. It's there. You see Bobby Witt Jr., you see baseball player. You see baseball player, you then think of what's next. What can he not do? The youth adds up. That age, every level, adversity conquered. Adversity conquered. Fans, enjoy it. 
And I saw a text on our text line, 913-576-7610, that mentioned if he's going to be in the Mahomes class, he's going to start off hot and continue. Yeah, football and baseball are different seasons. Football, you get one performance once a week. Baseball, you got to put two or three good games together in a week. Bobby Wood Jr. has that thing to him. This is a bold take because all we've ever seen is one minor league season, but in that one minor league season, didn't you feel it? Didn't you get on Twitter and see myself or Vern or Rob Brenton or somebody that works at 610 Sports Radio that kind of likes to follow the Royals more consistently than others? You saw it. Home run, triple A. Two home runs in one game, triple A. Three home runs in one game, triple A. Steals, speed, first to third. The cold-bloodedness. That's kind of how Trout is, right? And if you're going to go out with a big, bold take, you got to make a big, bold statement. I don't think he's going to be Juan Soto. I don't think he's going to be Fernando Tatis. I think he's going to be Mike Trout. He's like Mike Trout, where I think his answers are always going to be perfect. He will enjoy his uh, privacy, maybe not as much as a Mike Trout does. Um, he's also so very young, so who knows what he's going to be like when he's a 35-year-old. I mean, you could say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you this. For someone that was around Aaron Rodgers when he was a rookie in the NFL, I never thought he'd turn into uh, the guy he's been over the past two years, the, the drama, and I'm not even talking about the COVID stuff, just the endless drama. So, so who knows what money fame will do to Bobby Witt Jr., but uh, knowing where he comes from, a la Patrick Mahomes growing up in those clubhouses, uh, I, I don't think he'll get sidetracked with anything um, uh, grand enough to uh, demand the kind of attention that a baseball player would need uh, the, the kind of things that he would have to do off the field to, to grab that kind of attention. Uh, I'll put it this way. Uh, the way that Patrick Mahomes acts in commercials and, hmm. and, and, and speaks in interviews, uh, that's not enough to make you a star in baseball. A star, maybe not. But to be the next, next Mike Trout, I think so. So in reality, just let me live and hope that I prove you all wrong in two years. But for real, you should want this take to come true. Because, I mean, what if you've got the best baseball player in the world and the best football player in the world, and they're both under the age of 30? I don't know. The NFL's going to Europe, like it or not, and I compare it to kind of what this bourbon rush is. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
Sounds like Eddie Murphy. It's very 80s, right? Yeah. And just let that simmer, right? You just want to let it simmer. Marinate a little. Here it comes. Big bad Jackie and I'm starting this off. The Rams get down so nobody scoffs. And don't you worry because the Rams are rapping. When game time comes, we'll get back to Jackson. We can't sing and our dance is not pretty. But we'll do our best for the team and the city. So get on your feet and clap your hands. Let's ram it right now with the L.A. Rams. Hollywood handsome, Dodge City tough. If you throw it my way, it's going to get rough. I like to ram it, as you can see. Nobody likes ramming any more than me. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm rolling with it. It's very Super Bowl shuffle-ish. Yeah. Mm. A lot of innuendos here. I like it. Julio Sanchez, Sanchez on the... Uh, DJ Sanch. DJ Sanch. Been hanging out with Chris Unicero for a while. <laughs> a lot of family music history in that one over there. No, um, I like to ram it, you know. A lot of people do. A lot of people are F-150 guys. Um, More of a Super, guy. Yeah, just a Buick guy. Um, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, just around the corner. It is Friday night um, in the big town, as one local meteorologist always says. But... Uh, here we are, two days away, no Chiefs, Rams, and Bengals. I'm okay with it. I think we're good. I think it's going to be all right um, when it comes to uh, this game. I think it's interesting when you see the information that leads up to the Super Bowl because everybody is kind of, maybe not in Kansas City because there's just been some, you know, some sour grapes and some some broken hearts and a little bit of humiliation because a lot of of us out there thought that the Chiefs should be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Very much so. After that first half, I think a lot of us were like, all right, finally a game in which never mind. Um, But I thought it was interesting that what I've seen over the last week of when it comes to the NFL and international talks, the NFL is already international because it is in Europe. We know that every year there's, there's games that get played in Europe. And I think for the most part, the feedback is that we're okay with it, that we like the fact the NFL plays in Europe because it doesn't happen every week for now. Um, it, it's, it's a once in a, you know, I don't know, four-week type of thing. But what's great about it is the time difference. So you get NFL football at 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., and then you get like a 30 to an hour-minute break, and then all of a sudden it's, here we are, the full slate of Sunday games. And now you're seeing talks of maybe, just maybe, A, England isn't enough, and B, a regular season game between Jacksonville and Dallas isn't enough. Now what we're seeing is the NFL going to Germany and playing while Byron Munich plays. On an NFL Sunday. And by God, if the NFL is going to be played in Germany and Germany is going to sell the NFL in their home home country, they want the best of the best. And I can tell you right now, they know what sells over here. And that is Patrick Mahomes sells ratings. The number one Manning cast this year 
was Chiefs versus Giants. The only thing that mattered in that game was Patrick Mahomes playing against another team. I don't know how you can sell me on anything else or how that was the most rated Manning cast when that game was boring, useless, and the Chiefs versus the Giants team. But yet it was the most viewed all year. The Chiefs every year play in six, count them, six primetime games. And in the first game that was able to be flexed this year, Chiefs-Broncos. I don't think everybody was signing up to watch Teddy Bridgewater play. No, no, no. We know now, well, some of us do, that with Tom Brady exiting stage left, it now opens up the face of the NFL to be one Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not just saying that because I live here and work at a radio station in Kansas City. I just truly believe that. I think that they can sell that everywhere. The highlight tapes speak for themselves. And when they're doing games in Germany and England and those teams want those games to be played, they're going to ask for the best because they're paying premium prices in a secondary market. For those of you that are like myself that like to go out and bourbon hunt, if you go find a bottle of Blanton's, chances are secondary market's going to charge you $500 for it. Guess how much it really is worth? About 60 bucks. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, that ticket on national television is not expensive in America. But if you want to sell that to Germany, they're going to have to pay big for it. And guess what Germany's going to do? They're going to do it. Just like that rich guy that really wants a bottle of Blanton's, he doesn't care if it's $600. He's going to get it so he can have it and enjoy it because that's what he wants. Now, there's other reasons to look at it and be like, oh, we'll just, you know, take the, you know, we'll take what we can get. We just got a little bit of it. We'll take a small batch Michter's bourbon. We'll take Rams versus Niners. That doesn't really explode on the TV like Chiefs versus Chargers in Germany or Chiefs versus Bucks with Tom Brady in Germany, which is what I thought was going to be the game. I didn't think Tom Brady was ready to hang him up yet, but he's done. But the Chiefs are, and Patrick Mahomes is, the face of the league. I get it. Joe Burrow's cool. Cincinnati's awesome. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Sean McVay, it's great. A lot of people would probably rather have Mahomes versus Stafford in this Super Bowl. Just didn't happen. But if Germany wants football, Germany's going to pay premium price and a secondary market for a number one shot at selling this sport. And to top all that off, now England wants the Super Bowl. Saw this this week. The Tottenham Hotspurs are considering a bid to host the 2026 Super Bowl. Spurs want to become the first overseas host of the event, you've got to think the money they're going to have to drop on this will be egregious. 
will be ridiculous and will be history-making. It's not like we go watch the game anyway. We like to watch the Super Bowl in our own home. We see ticket prices, nosebleed, $4,200. You don't want to go watch that. Too much going on. You'd miss the commercials. What's wrong with a team across the seas bidding and maybe possibly in four years getting the Super Bowl in Europe? The sum of all this, it's going to happen whether you like it or not sooner than later. Because one thing we know about the NFL is that as long as the check's clear, the NFL cashes. The NFL will expand its brand anywhere it can. And as of now, England and Germany are the two buyers. Now they want the cream of the crop. They want the Super Bowl as well when it comes to Europe and it comes to England. We'll see how ticket sales go over there. But there's one thing we know over here, unless your team's in it, which is a small, small sample size, you don't care to go to the game. And get this, you play it in Hosper Stadium, there's no home team favorite. What are the odds the last two years a home team is represented in the Super Bowl? Coming up to finish up the 7 o'clock hour, I ask you, I ask Julio, who do you want? And who do you think is the Chiefs' biggest rival next year in the AFC? This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Big at night, 7.50, last segment of the 7 o'clock hour. I guess I said my neck was shaking in my pants. I thought I said my head and my neck were shaking and my pants were loose. I mean, I kind of like I like it the <laughs> other way, if we're being honest. Apparently, uh, the the 913 has said that I... Uh, that I you know, I, I normally don't do this, Julio, but I, I will use my platform that I have. Do it. Do it. I want a bottle of Eagle Rare. That's all I want. Bottle of Eagle Rare. Wait, are you I'll, asking? I'll plug, I'll plug your liquor store. You hook a brother up. I'll help you out. 913-576-7610. A lot of y'all don't close till 10 around here. I'll be out of here by 9 o'clock. I'll stop by. You tell me where you work. You want something to be said? I'll do. Actually, I don't know if I can legally do that. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if we can legally do this, yeah, but uh, I'm just letting you. Letting you roll with it. It's fine. Just a, it's just a hobby I've got into, and I know it's, it's probably... It's 8 o'clock, Friday night. No no one's listening. Right. It's fine. Well, apparently the 913 is. Um, someone says in the 913, so if you're J.J. Bacola, would you give him 10 for $200 million before the 2022 season? Um, let them nuts hang blood. Um, well, that depends. <laughs> I like that. That all depends, right? Like that that depends on where you want to get with Bobby Witt. We'll get we'll go back to that a little bit later. Um we'll get to that point. When I when we when we talk about Bobby Witt, because if you heard the hot take or the bull take earlier, I said he's the next Mike Trout, and I truly mean it, damn it. 
I really do mean that. But I will say, I will say that I don't think it's as far stretched as you might think it is. But what we led to our break was who do you want and Julio, I hope you have an answer here because I think you do and I think I know who it is. But my question was, what do you or who do you see as the Chiefs' biggest rival moving into next year as we build up this big game talk into Sunday? And I, I want it to be two teams if I had a perfect world. I want the Los Angeles Chargers and I want the Cincinnati Bengals to be the two biggest rivals of the Chiefs. Eli Apple is, nope. is running his damn mouth a little too much it's for me to answer. just think that this is, you know, just to, just to escape from this. Eli Apple wants that smoke. And if there's one thing that we know the Chiefs like to do, that is they like right. to kind of play with an edge on their shoulder. Eli Apple, University of Texas, drafted by the New York Giants, also thought after by the Chiefs that maybe getting a draft with a cornerback. Anyways, Heard of him. If there's one thing the Chiefs love, it's to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and play to that disadvantage that a lot of people will, you know, sometimes ball up, cry, run away. The Chargers, on the other hand, boy, that's a sexy rival, and that's who I want to see it be their biggest, and then Cincinnati be, if Chargers are 1A, Cincinnati 1B, because I think that the Chiefs hated Tom Brady. I don't think they necessarily hated the Bucks. I think the Chiefs fan base really dislikes the Chargers and really dislikes Cincinnati. I don't think it's just one guy that the Chiefs fan base doesn't like on both those teams. I think they don't like the Chargers because the Chargers are trying to beat the Chiefs, and I don't think they like the Chargers because everyone praises their quarterback to be the next one. And it's the exact same on the other side when it comes to Cincinnati. Buffalo, L.A., Denver, Cincinnati, Baltimore, who do you want? 913-576-7610. Julio, who do you want when it comes to I mean, it? there's only one right answer, and I think we're just about there. D- did you not watch? Well, let me preface this by saying I agree with you on the Chargers. I think in in, in division, you always want to have a rivalry like that, especially when, when two teams are somewhat equal. So I will give you the Chargers. But the clear answer is the Buffalo Bills. Is it? Is it not? Did you not? Did you not see that game? Have you not watched yeah, the, last, you, the last two seasons of football? But did you watch? The, did you watch the story afterwards? Like when it came to Cincinnati and it comes to the Chargers, I give you two examples and I let you cook again. Cincinnati, Eli Apple does everything he can to piss you off, to piss me off, and I don't even get all. Yeah, but you know, it's not the quarterback. I get Who it, but, it, but again, but it, it's the team. It's like what they represent. When you saw the Chiefs lose to Buffalo, Mahomes, when he throws the walk-off touchdown, celebrates for a quick second, and then he sprints to find Josh Allen and hugs him and is like, buddy, buddy. And then after that, the stories of what the Chiefs fan base did for that Buffalo uh, GoFundMe, it's like there's no hatred there. You say that, but I think it's because it, it's not – the Bengals haven't been good long enough for that to be the case. Right. Like this, they came out of really nowhere. Let's be honest. No one had them going to the Super Bowl. They came out out of nowhere towards the end of the season mm. and are in the position that they're in now and, and did beat the chiefs twice this year. Like, uh, let's be real. We, we want to say we're places. the better team, but you know, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, but it's been now what three seasons ish mm-hmm. with the bills where it's been, I mean, really two, but you could go back three where it's been, competitive mm-hmm. every year. And those are intense games. Every time they play, it is a playoff type environment. 
we can't say that it's necessarily been that with the Bengals yet. Could it be the Bengals? Absolutely. Uh-huh. It's just the sample size isn't isn't large enough for me to consider them to be the rival just yet. I just think when you look at rivals moving forward, you have to have three ingredients. You have to have somewhat equal talent. You have to have even playing field when it comes to wins, losses, which is why I've never understood why people try to still hold on to Raider week. I think Raider week was, yeah. was, was intense when we were younger because both teams kind of went back and forth and the Raiders were dirty. And then the chiefs always got caught and then, sucked. and then the chiefs just kind of went on this, this run where it was like clearly Kansas city and the Raiders won once every three meetings. But when it comes to the chargers and it comes to the Bengals, the Bengals have beat you twice with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. You've yet to beat them. And in both times you lost to the Bengals, you smacked them around for one full half, and then they adjusted and you went nowhere. When it comes to the Chargers, they have also beat you twice. Now, one time was a Week 17 game that meant diddly-poo, and the other time was Justin Herbert just came out and outplayed Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead Stadium. It is what it is. And then... What happened? You saw your somewhat emotionless quarterback win in a game in overtime with a touchdown to his best receiving option in Travis Kelsey, and then what did he do? He looked at the opposing team's bench, pointed at his jersey, pointed at the ground, and said, I'm the ruler of this division. Not you, not Herbert, me in your house. That causes rivalry. Yeah, so so let's add an extra layer to this too, and tell me if if this is the incorrect line of thinking. But doesn't doesn't it depend really on whether the Bengals win the Super Bowl too? Like that that does not make for it- the Chiefs, because that'll be a national rivalry. Because then they'll say, well, Mahomes has one and Burrow has one. Mahomes has never beat Burrow. Burrow's two and zero against the Chiefs. Oh, by the way, guess what? The first game of the year is going to be next year. Cincinnati Chiefs in Cincinnati Thursday night unveiling at least one banner. I just I, that's I think, a rivalry. I think it has to be. We have to have another year of it okay. before we can call call it a rivalry. Okay, because he's yet Not to lose. Because they won their division beating the Chiefs. They won the ASC beating the Chiefs. Disney did it to us in the '90s, and now the NFL is doing it to us now. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.